Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope for a life spent with you. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. King of all days, oh so highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created, all for love's sake became poor. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sins upon that cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sins upon that cross. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. It's awesome to worship the Lord. What an honor it is to worship Him and praise Him. And right now, here is Pastor J.C. with an awesome message about repentance. God bless you. The most destructive and the ugliest thing in the world is sin.
the most serious disease and perversion of life is sin. Sin destroys happiness and life itself. In spite of what philosophers, psychologists, and some modern theologians may say, sin is a great reality. No one but a fool will deny that fact. The Bible says fools make a mock of sin. Consequently, great prominence is given in the Bible to man's duty of repentance. It is a staple of the preaching and teaching of both the Old and New Testaments. Among such noted preachers of repentance in the Old Testament are Noah, who found grace and preached before the great deluge. Moses, who came down from Mount Sinai to find the people in idolatry and challenged them, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come to me. Consecrate yourselves. Samuel the judge, who preached to King Saul, behold, obey is better than sacrifice to hearken than the fat of rounds. And then Elijah, the prophet, who rebuked the people for their indecision. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, warned unconcerned Judah of divine judgment, exhorting them, cast away from you all your transgressions, make you a new heart and spirit. Return, ye backsliding Israel. The more noted preachers in the New Testament of this doctrine are John the Baptist. He went up and down the Jordan River saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Peter, who in great boldness throughout the gospel met one day saying, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And then there is Paul who preached to the intellectuals at Athens. His simple message was, God now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. But the greatest preacher of repentance in the whole Bible is Jesus Christ. Knowing what was in man, Jesus, in the outset of his ministry, proclaimed the divine mandate of repentance. In his very first sermon, he said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. On more than one occasion, with a broken heart, he said, except you repent you shall all likewise perish. And then in Revelation 2 and 3, in the last message to the seven churches of Asia, Christ said, Remember therefore what thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. 
this is still God's message and man's need and duty. You and I need to repent. The church of Jesus Christ needs to repent. Our world needs to repent. Without repentance toward God and faith in Jesus Christ, there will be increasing darkness, deterioration, dismay, and death. In the Christian life, because of weakness and sin, we too need to repent. The unsaved, those who have rejected Christ and are living in a life of sin, need to repent. What is real repentance? Of course, we must follow the truth of the scriptures if we are to correctly define and experience repentance. Repentance means to fully repent with your whole heart. It involves the intellect. One comes to the knowledge of sin that is against God and he accepts his own personal guilt and defilement. It involves the emotions. There must be inner sorrow for sin. One must feel differently toward God, and so godly sorrow wills up within him. In the third place, the will is involved. Man wills to turn from sin, seek pardon and cleansing. It is yielding completely to God because he will not accept us on our conditions. There must be full repentance, partial surrender will not do. As someone has said, repentance is to leave the sins I loved before and show that I in earnest grieve by doing so no more. Genuine Bible repentance means to repent now. For without repentance, there is a hardening of the heart and a will that is full of pride and indecision. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the day of provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. And so there must come actual, real repentance into a person's life. But this matter of repentance involves an attitude, a continuing of repentance. This, the attitude, determination, direction must be more than just one time. Because we all live in a carnal body, in a world where Satan rules, 
we must repent day by day. Romans 6.13, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. My friend, the most tragic symptom of the breakdown of our nation is a commonplace conscience of man in this age of decay and death. Who should repent? As I've said, individual Christians need to repent. We need to repent because of the sins of commission, willful sin, voluntary sin, ignorant sin. We need to repent because of the sins of omission, indifference, lack of love, neglect, failure. Churches need to repent. You recall in Revelation that five out of seven churches of Asia Minor needed to repent. In each instance, the Lord said of those churches, I know you. And he pled, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and he will sup with me and he will be with me. These words were spoken to a church. Does Jesus stand outside of your church because of your lack of repentance? Do you have a form of godliness, but you deny the real power of God because like Samson, you wish not that the spirit has departed from you. And of course, lost and unchurched people need to repent. They need to repent because of the rejection of Jesus and indifference to his church. They need to repent because of sin. If you believe not I am he, Jesus said, you shall die in your sins. This brings us to the next question, how to repent. And of course, if we are to repent in God's way, we must follow the teachings of the Bible. There must be a humility before others and God. You must confess your sin to God and to the church. Real repentance goes deeper than just reformation. It involves a change of one's attitude toward himself, God's law, and God himself. This change of mind involves a knowledge of sin or illumination one must see that his sin is against God. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. 
so an individual proclaimed. One must see his personal guilt and defilement before God. What does our sin mean to God? Yes, there is the breaking of the law, but it's more than hurting impersonal moral order. It is a blow at a loving heart. Sin is against God. It is another nail in the cross. It is a clenched fist thrust in the face of God. One of the greatest hindrances to real repentance is that people do not take seriously what the Bible says and what sin is doing to life. From the time of Adam and Eve, we try to lay the blame somewhere else rather than accepting our own personal responsibility. There must be humiliation. That is, repentance involves not only a change of view, but a change of feeling. There must be sorrow for sin. Godly sorrow, meaning that shame or embarrassment has come into a life. Paul said, now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner that you might receive damage by us in nothing. David expressed this element of repentance when he said in Psalm 51, For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God is a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, this will you not despise. Sin also means to turn away from it. This is a change of direction. It is an inward turning from sin, seeking pardon and cleansing. Real repentance means complete surrender to God. Repentance is to leave the sin I loved before and show that I in earnest grieve by doing so no more. And so one must live in a constant attitude of repentance of sin. Jesus said, not only must you repent, but you must accept the gospel. The gospel involves the death of Christ on the cross. The fact that he died for your sin and mine. The gospel involves the resurrection of Christ. Christ lives and desires to live in your life by his transforming presence. The meaning of belief is that you accept the fact 
but it goes beyond just uh, intellectual faith. Even though this is involved, Christ said, believe in the gospel. There must be a committal of your life to the living Christ. The marriage of a man and woman illustrates this. Jesus not only said, believe, but also come after me. Acts 20, 21 says that salvation is dependent upon repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance is the negative side to receiving salvation. Belief is the positive side turning to God. Just as a sick man convinced of his sickness and helplessness turns to a doctor, so faith in Jesus follows repentance. And the Bible teaches that repentance must be manifested publicly. It will help you to publicly confess sin. It strengthens and increases the prayer life of the church for you to confess your sin. Jesus said in Matthew 10, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Paul declares that public confession is a confirmation of salvation. If you openly admit your own mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is believing in the heart that makes a man righteous before God. And it is stating his belief by his own mouth that confirms his salvation. Your confession may come simultaneous with repentance and faith, but it may come later. But it must be evidence by mouth, by life, and by the demonstration of your love for Christ. And so, my dear friend, if today there is sin reigning in your life, destroying life and happiness and hope, repent. If today there are those who are deeply offended by the kind of life that you profess to live, and yet there is dark deluging sin in your life, then repent and come to Jesus Christ. Proverbs 28, 13, he that covereth his sins will not prosper, 
But whoso confesseth and forsaketh shall have mercy. And may you today confess to God your sin and find mercy in the sight of Almighty God and grace in the, in the presence of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Our Father, whoever has listened to these words, bring to their lives a consciousness of their sin, their failure, their lack of following the teachings of Jesus. Lord, may this day many repent and place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died and rose again, and who today lives. And Father, around the world today, we pray once again for your restraining power upon Putin and his armies in the Ukraine. God, please deliver those suffering people. Give them once again freedom. Give them purpose and living. And so, Lord, I ask in the strong name of Jesus that you will deal with the Russian hierarchy and the armies that are destroying a good Christian nation. And so, Lord, we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.